0: All is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring. Sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about You, it's all. About-
1: Glory to God. The old is coming off. (laughs) Just unpeel that layer and step out of that skin suit of flesh.
2: Jesus. He's coming with blood, fire, and billows of smoke.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: Now the Bible says... In Genesis 1927, all he could see was smoke. You know what that means? He was living hot boxed in the glory. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta smoke yourself silly in the Holy Ghost. You know, one of the fastest ways to get delivered from religion is token the ghost until you're drunk and hotboxed. Genesis nineteen twenty seven. All you can see is the holy smoke. I know it's the truth anyhow.
1: I inhale your word, it is written. <laughs> and it said that it would come out of your belly like rivers of living water.
2: I've got a prophetic word for everybody. It's a, it's a season of jehovah Wana. It's a mm-hmm. season of the fresh buds of the tree of life. Mm-hmm. And a season of smoking his glory. Inhaling the Ruach HaKadosh. Without your stinking religion killing you. In the freedom of the Holy Ghost. And that will be awesome. So good. That's gonna be so fun for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. And make sure you exfoliate regularly for the chunks of skin that'll be coming off of your body. It helps.
2: Chunks of scales from the red dragon coming off your soul. Ministries worldwide and international. And off of your
1: skin. Sometimes it peels your <laughs> layers of skin. I try to exfoliate regularly. It helps. Just like token,
2: to the devil comes out.
1: Yep. <laughs> that feels nice.
2: Uh, there's a lot of breaking know. There it here,
1: goes. You you. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Hallelujah! Let it out.
2: If you can't laugh,
1: <laughs> you gotta be. <deal laughs>
2: if there's a problem, token, there's a problem with your freedom. Now I tell you the truth.
1: And if you have all fruits of appearance of joy, but zero cosmic righteousness, guaranteed you're in the black sun and your joy is an abomination. Hallelujah.
2: Yeah, so go from glory to glory with your joy in the fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit within you. Mm -hmm. And he'll teach you freedom. And it will always be childlike and innocent. And if you're following the Holy Spirit, you're in right standing with God at any elevation from seed to the full fruitfulness of the tree of life you can be in right standing with god as a mustard seed see the right standing with god is growing with what he's given you. of one person he gave one portion of another person he gave five portions what the five portions look like might look totally different than the one portions because that's what jesus christ Mm -hmm. said in the parables he gave Mm -hmm. one one he gave one three he gave one five
1: and for those you be
2: faithful with the one he's given you, and you'll be in the glory and never be blue.
1: Amen, and for those who have not learned the deep secrets of Satan, just hold tight to what you have, and don't deviate from it, and you will be rewarded by Christ himself. Oh yes, those things that are too high for me, I don't bother myself with, I hold tight to what I have, to what I know, be faithful with the measure you've been given. Ooh. Not striving to compare your measure to others who've been given greater measures of X, Y, and Z. Just you be faithful with that measure. Faithful and true with that measure and another measure be given to you.
2: You know why it's written on his leg? He likes leg tattoos.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's his walk, man. It symbolizes his walk was faithful and his walk is the truth anyhow
0: Amen.
2: if you look a little closer it actually says truth anyhow, tattooed on his thigh
1: <laughs> and some of you have known the deep secrets of Satan, or some of the deeper <laughs> secrets of Satan, more might be required of you, and that's okay
2: praise God well, Genesis nineteen 27, that'll mess you up it's Abraham He got up early in the morning and he went to a place he had so recently stood with God and he looked out over Sodom and Gomorrah, surveying the whole plain. All he could see was smoke belching from the earth like the smoke of a furnace. Amen. So that's what God's going to do. To the enemies of Christ, where Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified. You know what he's going to bring? Smoke belching. I believe it'll be the smoke of true light. The smoke of true light. The Bible says that the smoke of his glory was so strong in the temple, the priests could no longer minister by reason of the smoke. That's what the Bible says. There's a holy smoke. Some of you don't know how to inhale it, and you get offended by it. And he separated rebellion. And rebellion has separated your Mm -hmm. mind from understanding the enjoyment of God. If you haven't learned to enjoy God, all enjoyment will be in the devil. Mm -hmm. That's where most religious people are at. They have not yet learned to enjoy God. So the things of refreshment and fun and enjoyment Mm -hmm. are all in the devil's kingdom and they do it secretly. Or we do some fake cheesy crap and we like... Have a harvest festival on October 31st. We're like, we think we're having fun in the glory or something. I tell you the truth. It's all about this temple being possessed with God's light, raising you up to be with the angels, and what the angels are doing is the most possible, enjoyable thing you could be doing today. There's nothing in the earthly that would be more fun for you than what the angels are doing right now over your physical brains. They're in an elevation above you. Mm. Jesus Christ said, I'm in that elevation. I'm from above. I'm with the angels. That's how I do all these works. Because I'm with my Father in the above realm, operating out of my above body. If you take your spirit man seriously, your spirit man glorifies your natural man. Your spirit man has the ability to transform your personality and give you joy and give you the freedom of the Garden of Eden. Jesus Christ said the most important thing about his mission to earth was freedom and abundant life. That's in the red letters. Freedom an abundant life. Freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. Oh. Freedom from sin, which means freedom in the holy glory, which means you will have to learn a new way to have fun. Mm-hmm. I know God created Adam and Eve in the maximum amount of pleasure. Why? Because the Bible says it. At my right hand, the place reserved for the sun is pleasures forevermore. And in my presence is fullness of serious religious activity. Mm -hmm. Joy, the Bible says. Joy! Laughter! When a covenant promise is fulfilled in your life, it gives birth to Isaac. Laughter. Faith produces laughter. Just remember, if you're not laughing, the demon is at you, because you're missing out on the joy prepared for you. This is the joy of holiness. The joy of the fruit of the Spirit, the joy of the tree of life, the joy of those that are saved. Restore the joy of salvation, it is written. Salvation at what level? Salvation by the angels who help you inherit it, it is written. You need to learn how to be fully dependent on angels. Why? Without angels, you can never grow in salvation, which means you'll never grow in joy. You'll be stuck in a human personality, hearing about it, listening about it, but never experiencing it until you get with the angels. How do you get with the angels? You get serious in the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit, which means you only get the angels when you start bearing fruit in your spirit. You might have your guardian angels, but we want you to have angel armies God has stationed angels in the heavenlies for those who rise. And those who rise get armies, and those armies are put to work in the nations. Therefore, it is written, Jesus Christ said in the red letters, The workers at the end of the age are men and women. (coughs) Not what it says in the Bible. Workers at the end of the age, Jesus Christ, now speaking in Scripture are angels somebody got out of the human form somebody Mm -hmm. got into the spirit somebody sacrificed their animal form somebody is no longer a homo sapien now they're angelic sapien
1: Mm. (laughs) classification
2: (laughs) yeah now they're like the seraphim
1: above or under rock level spirituality like the rocks plants
2: they're angelic cavemen
1: and Neanderthal 19
2: Stoned on the chief cornerstone Because you know they're high And lifted up With the most high <laughs> Some of y'all just need to learn How to get high in the Holy Ghost And it'll just completely transfigure your lives
1: Right, because if you live under this rock I was thinking that if you live <laughs> under the rock Because you know the classification, you made them a little lower than the angels You have all mm. the hierarchy of the angels The nine orders of the angelic <laughs> and then you have man, and then you have animal, and then you have like plants, and then you have rocks and minerals. And I was like, you know what? I feel like... You can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm open to receive correction. But if you're living under this rock, you're probably under rock level. <laughs> like a mineral plant. Not just lower than the angels, but lower than the man, the beast, the plants. I mean, if you're serving the veganism demon, you're probably lower than the, the plants. Glory the glory of the
2: rocks you, and minerals.
1: That's your God. And then, There's a yeah. the
2: glory of plants in Scripture.
1: I mean, that might be an elevation for someone to rise to <laughs> if they're living <laughs> under the rock, and the rocks are serving God and praising God. The rock's literally crying out. Well, you know, the plants cry out. They, do you see that where they recorded? You can hear the silent screams when they cut the plants. I was like, it's just a song of their death. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, the rocks will cry out. It is written. So, yeah, if you're living under this thing, under this rock, and you're living under that carnality, mm. that brain, yeah. then you're definitely under rock Sad. level. So before you even ascend the angelic hierarchies, like I'm going to the sun, first of all, praise the Lord better than the rocks. Mm. Second of all, be above like the plant level, you know, mineral plants and minerals. Hey, I and like, animal I like level. plant level glory. Plant level, we could humble ourselves to plant <laughs> level glory. That's good.
2: We've been potted in Jesus. <laughs>
1: Sounds like an edible. I'm an edible in the garden of righteousness. and the bride
2: say, come to the dispensary and smoke. Yeah. That's the truth, anyhow. He He says, eat freely from the tree of life. If you can't breathe the tree of life then you have something wrong with you.
1: Yeah, the air is different. Rick Joyner
2: said that you need to be like a crackhead fiending for crack cocaine every morning for the glory of God.
1: Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) this... This might, you know, this kind of, this is where I don't see, I don't understand the disparity in the thought of the religious. It's like, people will be so, you know, religious and they want to do everything so perfectly and so right, but they're so uptight. Oh, that feels nice. They're so uptight and they're just so mean and if you even if you serve them like if you're in the service industry or in retail those people coming in on sundays you know that is the worst day of the week you know it's the sunday is the worst day of the week if you worked the least the, high day because everyone because <laughs> like it's like now it's not every single person but in general the people when they come out of church they go into retail they mess up the store they they make a huge mess everything's just messed up they're rude. grumpy
2: bad they're grouchy chippers.
1: And you can just ask anyone in the industry or like Sunday. Oh, great. All the servers in any restaurant I've worked at on Sunday. Oh, God. Slavery
2: for
1: a 10% tip. Right. It is. They, The the most demanding, the rudest, the worst tippers. This
2: is better than a tip. This is like a track. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. Oh. Not even getting started. (laughs) I remember.
2: I had a person do that when I was serving at Old Spaghetti Factory.
1: Oh. Man, that's I dumb. was not even we offended. We forgive them. We forgive them. I thought
2: it was interesting.
1: But, like, man, <laughs> this so, case, so that's why I'm that saying. Way. It's like, those are the kind of people that judge like, you can't get high on the glory. But then, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at the many lives who have gotten high on God, learned to enjoy God and his substance, his glory. And dwell in his presence and realize him and have a relationship with him and who have come out of you know maybe they used to be on heroin any kind of drugs alcohol acid marijuana uh addicted to alcohol not being able to hold down a stable job or have a great you know have a decent marriage or family relationship or anything and so you're taking these people and now guess what look at look at the fruit they get free they get high on god and not on drugs they don't need heroin anymore. right? They don't need alcohol anymore. They're able to have a stable job and take care of themselves and their family. And they're growing in joy and in peace and in communication with God and love for others. So I just want to say, if you feel like kind of judging towards people who are choking the ghost, just step back for a moment and what's more important, that they have the external form that you prefer, all nice and polished, or... That they're getting set free, healed, delivered, and most importantly than any of that, they're growing in love and knowing personally God their Father in heaven.
2: I think you'll find that a lot of people are stuck in their brain. In the rock. I think when you get out of your brain by the Holy Ghost, which sets you free, deliverance from the brain is ultimate deliverance. You know, we start with demons, but you got to get set free from the flesh. If you study the scriptures, flesh always refers to the human brain. Those that are led by the brain cannot be the sons of God. They cannot be the children of God. That's what Romans 8 says. Those led by the flesh are not the children of God. Those led by the Spirit are the children of God only. So, God's not a religious spirit, but the religious spirits in most Christian churches God wants you to learn how to enjoy Him. You know, even, not, even Pharisees, they can smile and laugh, but can we smile and laugh enjoying the presence of God? See, there's a place where the drinking becomes an obsession. Now, this will never go away. Jesus Christ said, The very last thing you'll experience at the end of the age in the realm of the overcomers, as you become cosmic Israel, will be the best wine saved for last. There's a cosmic heavenly wine that is the blood of Jesus reserved for last. You can be drunk on it right now. You can drink it and get out of the curse of the fall by getting out of your brains. You'll find ultimate deliverance when your heart is satisfied and your head is intoxicated. Now, use the intoxication of the circumcision of your brain off your heart for your heart, which is your spirit, man, to rise up. Joy is the superhuman energy that he mightily enkindles and works within you. It is. It's a dunamis power. The spirit of might is the spirit of joy. As it's written, the joy of the Lord is our might. Nehemiah 8.10. It is written. So when you get super infused in your innermost being with joy, learning how to use that energy Like rocket fuel for your inner man to be a rocket ship up where? Over your head, which is rising from the dead. When you get above your head, you have risen from the dead. You can't do that unless you learn how to enjoy the presence of the Holy Ghost and get set free from religion. Amen. Against freedom, the Bible says, against the glory freedom of the Holy Ghost, of Jesus Christ freedom, there is no law. The restrictions that men and women and brains put on your enjoyment of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. is Satan 100% of the time. Yeah,
1: anyone telling you you can't took the ghost, that is 100% a demon manifesting. Some of you
2: are married to demons. And you've actually forfeit your destiny by submitting to your spouses. You need to hear that. Mm -hmm. Satan's number one strategy is get you unequally yoked to unbelievers and destroy your destiny. Now you think it's a biblical teaching to submit to your husband out of reverence for Christ. You have submitted to Satan and Jesus Christ is not your husband at all. I have found studying church history, nearly every single person that was married in their youth, in their twenties and their thirties was divorced and set apart from the unequally yoked spouse almost 100%, including look at uh, Fotini, the woman at the well, five husbands. Mm-hmm. The man she has right now is another husband. She was separated from six husbands and never married again, and married Jesus and became the greatest apostle, one of the top four apostles of the Lamb in the first century. So many today, because of demons, are married to demons and you listen to demons, you tolerate demons, you cannot walk with Jesus and be yoked to demons. It is written. Amen. And if your spouse is an antichrist, you already have God's permission to divorce that wicked person because you've never been married in spirit, and that's the truth anyhow. And if a religious spirit wants to keep you yoked to a wicked spouse, that person is a servant of demons. Because that's Satan's number one strategy to destroy most Christians' destinies as keep you unequally yoked to unbelievers who become antichrist. They stop you from giving. They stop you from supporting. They stop you from obeying. They shut down the whole divine calling of Jesus Christ in your lives. What's more important, your demon-possessed lying spouse or God? You make the decision today. You have heard the word of the Lord. Amen.
1: Amen. That is so powerful. And, you know, take heart. A lot of you who are out there, maybe you're waiting to meet the right person. You're wanting to you know, learn the glory, train in the glory. Or you're not sure the direction for your life. Make it your priority to go up the mountain, up Sapphire Stones. Because let's say you're single. Or let's say you're divorced or something like that. And, but now you're on God's path for your life and you're just not sure what God has for you. Maybe you've had a prophetic word, maybe you haven't. Let me tell you this, any fixation of your desire to wanna you know, fill that need for a spouse, you're gonna pick a decoy. I've seen it so many times. Satan will always send the counterfeit your way. Now you can pray against that and perhaps you know, avoid that situation. But if you just focus on going up Sapphire stones, you will find your destiny in Christ you will be cosmic, a cosmic Christian walking in cosmic righteousness. Why is that important? Because when you go up into the sun, minimum up in the sun, and then you go higher, it brings judgment. If you stay in earthbound religion, all the religious demons still have control over you. That you're still subject to all those things. It's just like things just never change. All those woes of earthbound Christianity of the church age, things never change, and my spouse never changes, or I'm single and I'm always looking for a spouse, but I can never find one, and I just have to try and be good enough to get one. Let me tell you what, you go up, forget about the whole spouse thing, be married to Christ, bam. Yeah. I be- If you go that high, the kind of person you're going to be is so vastly different than who you are now and who you've been before that literally your soul will be the kind of soul that God is only going to marry to someone at that height. It doesn't matter who's like, oh, well, it didn't work out. I thought they were my soulmate. This is what God told me. He said, it doesn't even matter if that was a soulmate because soulmates are real. I've seen it in the sapphire stones. They're created the way they're created and they split apart down sapphire stones in the earth. One of the potential rewards of walking with God in holiness and righteousness is an opportunity to potentially be with your you know, soulmate. But he also told me that spirit deep, spirit mate with Christ is deeper than soul. And souls change when you go up sapphire stones. So the closer your soul is to the appearance and likeness of Jesus Christ, anyone else that goes up that high with you, it'll be as equal of a yoke as if it was your soul mate from the beginning. In case, you know, everyone has free will. This is, it's not... It's kind of a sad thing, but there are cases where someone's soulmate chooses darkness and one chooses light. You know, everyone has their own ability to choose. So don't be distraught. If something heartbreaking like that happens, you go up sapphire stones, the soul transfigures. It's a completely different type of soul. And at that point, when you go up high enough in sapphire stones, the only type of quality of soul that will even be ...considered as qualified to be with you by God and the angels who bring a person to you. Great right, for a potential spouse, a potential mate, is going to be someone at that level with you. So don't don't be disheartened even if you thought that was the destiny we were supposed to be together. God can, I mean, he told me this, out of, out of the rocks he can raise up a soulmate for you. Literally. God can literally create them as something perfect for you. Beyond all your hopes, your dreams, your desires... And if they turn back and they're not worthy of you, they're not worthy of walking with Christ, well, then that's your decision. Don't base your decision on someone else's decision not to rise. You go up, and God will reward that. That's it. End of story. You trust him, and he's got a great plan for your life. So just trust, trust, and rise.
2: As it is written, seek first the kingdom above, and the above righteousness, and... Some things will be added unto you. (laughs) All things will be added unto you. Which means if you keep rising, the blessings will keep coming. If you stop rising, you become a slave for the blessings. That's what wickedness is. What is lukewarmness? It's the wickedness of no longer rising in righteousness and going after the blessing Mm -hmm. instead of the blesser.
1: That's when you get into sin, you get into lust, and you call it glory because you felt glory, you felt anointing, stolen oil, stolen bread is sweet. Go through the school of the magi. If you are still struggling to rise, you're doing the training in righteousness, Go into the app on Glory Life. Go through the School of the Magi and read every one of those documents because it's going to prick all that false love and that kind of going after lust and just get it out of your system and get over it. And that will seriously protect you as you rise. If you can overcome false love and all those subtle forms of lust because those things come along with the feeling of i felt drunk we were laughing we had so much joy together look at all the appearance of great fruit the fruit looked good the fruit looked like the appearance of the goodness of the tree of life didn't it so when the fruit looks identical externally the the laughter the joy oh they're god inside-minded they're toking the ghost i've seen counterfeits Some of the worst kind of counterfeits you will ever meet are those kind of people who would watch Joel's bar every day, be God inside minded, drunk in glory, and they fit right in. Well, guess what? They don't make it in the long term. Do
2: they? No, they really Mm -hmm. keep out the harvest, too, for Mm -hmm. people that would come in and bear good fruit. You know, Satan's only interested. In what God's doing. Mm-hmm. So Satan will get around someone that's pressing into God with counterfeit. As it's written, Psalms 23 He prepares a table before me in the presence of allies and helpful, wonderful, refreshing people. Ah, he prepares a table before me in the presence of enemies, which means enemies confirm you're at the table of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says.
1: Now don't get paranoid. Some of you might like, like, oh, who can I talk to? Who can I trust? Who can I be friends with? Just calm down.
2: Enjoy You're gonna the be, ride.
1: Enjoy the ride. You're going to be just fine as long as you <laughs> eat the word of God, fellowship with God within you, stay high in the glory, and learn accurate discernment. When you go up Sapphire Stones, it's not the confusion of the earthbound realm. Things get much clearer to you. Then you can talk to God. Okay. If you really need a question answered, pray and then wait for it. Your ears start to open. God always confirms his word. If you run after signs and wonders on your own to confirm, or, oh, I saw this license plate. Maybe that's it. Maybe this is it. Don't chase after signs and wonders to confirm what you're thinking or hypothesizing about. You wait until you get that word from God, and you hear it and you get it, whether it's through his voice speaking directly to you, or through a prophet, through an apostle, maybe Joel's bar, it'll speak to you, it'll be a word, then you just know it in your spirit, the spirit resonates with you, this is the truth, he witnesses to the truth, it'll be confirmed in the word of God, and he always confirms his word, so don't go chasing after signs to build up, you know, to be in agreement with what you want, the selfish desires, right, that's a temptation, that's into that Jews seeking signs and wonders territory, and don't try to reason it out. Well, it makes sense. We should because I mean, this and that. And we watch Joel's bar and there and this and the. that's Greeks seeking knowledge. Either one's not going to lead you to the truth. You need razor sharpness. How is that? Here's how you do it: rid yourself of every opinion and all your desires. Well, I need it to be this person, or I needed to be friends with that person, or I needed to be close with this person rid yourself of all of that and all soul ties and all opinions and when you go completely to zero now you ask god and you say whatever you say whether you go you say do this or do that uh, be friends with them or not pursue the relationship or not you are going to be a hundred percent okay either way because you have rid your own emotions and desires of your need for one outcome to, to be the one that happens. Do You see what I'm saying? You have to let go of that, that is the cross. That is the death to self. That's where it gets real and not just imaginary or things that we've already died to that we try to re-die to again because it's easy. It's that next one that's uncomfortable. That thing that you have to let go of, well, no one's gonna receive from me anymore. No one's going to want to be friends with me. People are going to think I'm not this, or maybe it's time for you to sacrifice your Isaac on the mountain. People are going to think I lost my joy. Get over it. People are going to think I'm, you know, is he setting you apart? You're going to have to be okay with spending time alone. Is he pulling you out of seclusion? You're going to have to be open to meeting up with others. It's not... Do this, do that, do this, do that. It is simply obedience to the living word of God for you in that season where you're at right now, what God is saying, and he will confirm his word, but you're not going to hear him if the noise of your own desires, your own emotions, and your own need for the outcome to be a specific way that you've already decided that's the part that has to go to the cross and die. And that's the one, when you touch that, oh, they squirm and wriggle. No, no, I know, it has to just put it on the cross. And that is going to be your breakthrough.
2: Papa says everything he does is confirmed by two or three prophets. How can it be confirmed if you're not around two or three prophets? That I means not one thing in your entire life will ever be confirmed by God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you get around prophetic people, it all gets confirmed. You'll be in the constant confirmation of the narrow path, which means you'll always be growing. The accountability in the prophetic is everything is speaking and breathing and talking to me constantly. And we don't go into the enemy, but the enemy does often surround your spiritual growth, as it did Jesus Christ. The enemy tempted him 40 years, and then it it says the enemy went away until an opportune time, which means that the enemy will come at opportune times, usually at pivotal points of your growth, making decisions to influence you to not go up and to settle at a plateau. We are always raising the standard through prophetic confirmations. That's why Second Peter says that we have the prophetic word as the confirmations for the morning star to rise in our hearts. So it's the the signs along the way, you don't just eat, you, you eat to resurrect. You need to see it as jet fuel. The reason why we do Joel's Bar and prepare Feasts of Wisdom five days a week is so that people can continuously rise. I know most people don't understand Christianity yet as a feast. As they do, they'll understand the energy for their inner man to resurrect. The reason why we spend time with God is to return to God, and God is an elevation in the Spirit. That's why 1 Corinthians 14 says, all the gifts are to get you up into the realm where God is, and then the gifts disappear. Why? Because you're with God. You use them. It's like when a rocket goes up into space, the fuel tank falls off. You notice that? You've seen how rockets take off. When rockets take off, the fuel tank falls off. Why? Because it did its job. It got you to the elevation you're supposed to be. Now you enjoy an orbit. But you keep going. And an orbit is the word working at a certain elevation where it's called entering the rest of God. Bob Jones says no generation has ever entered into the rest of God. Why? Because we've never resurrected. Simple as that. Because you've never gone high enough.
1: And you know what? He said 2020 (laughs) would be the year it started. That was also the year that I walked into Cosmic Righteousness. I confirmed that orbit, which means not earthbound, which means you go up, get on the moon, get oh. into the sun.
2: That video, we got it on YouTube. Bob Jones, one of his last prophetic words before he died was, your job is to go to the stars. My generation was the Stone Age. Your generation is the Star Age. That's an exact quote. The star age, go to the stars, which means this is the generation of the resurrection. This is the generation that conquers the final curse mm-hmm. in Christianity, which is the seventh church of Revelation 3, Laodicea. Your temptation, especially in an affluent society where everything's delivered to your door by a click of a button through Amazon Prime, is overcoming complacency. How do you stay on fire when everything's served to you on a silver platter? When you can just do pretty much anything, have pretty much anything, work for pretty much anything, and there's endless possibilities for the natural man, which means endless abysses and tar pits of the human being getting rewarded for its working versus faith getting rewarded for its resurrecting. The exact opposite of the work ethic of the human being, which means I have earned this by hard work versus faith being the work muscle of the Spirit, resurrecting and getting the inheritance of Jesus Christ in elevations of your inner man. So the complacency is to have it in the realm of the natural through the head and the hand. That's called the mark of the beast in the Bible. Who's making progress against the beast in their forehead and the beast in their hand? Only those rising into elevations through faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ isn't just saying His name isn't just raising your hands to His name. Faith in Jesus Christ is the energy of the word that God spoke. Energy. If you are not relying on energy in your spirit, then the energy you rely on will be in food, brain, and hand, which is animal and curse of the fall. Very few, even in charismatic, prophetic, glory ministries are using the word properly for what it is. To launch up in the spirit. Philippians 3.11 The spirit man receives a resurrection of spirituality and morality out from among the dead even while in the body. Which means the body looks inwardly. Like what Rebecca read last night. When you go in, the prince goes in with you. You ain't going to know Jesus until you go inside into the part of you that's invited to rise. Flesh is not invited to rise first. Soul, mind, will, emotions is not invited to rise first. That's your sin nature. That's the part of you that has to be circumcised off of your spirit. The most important thing... As young believers, which is all of you, is separating soul and flesh off of your spirit. Otherwise, your whole life is a waste unless your spirit man is growing. Unless your spirit man is growing and being fathered by the Father of Spirits, you've wasted your lives. And let the Lord redeem the time. The What time? The time you wasted in your souls. We need to go into our spirits because that's what the Bible says is the only place through biblical teaching where the Father fathers you, the Father of Spirits. Which means all preaching and teaching should just separate your soul from your spirit, your bone from your marrow, judging the thoughts and intentions of the heart, which is your spirit. Which means the transfiguration of your spirit, the importance of your spirit, the feeding, the nurturing, the fathering, the mothering. The brothering, the sistering of the spirit where you have fellowship. Fellowship in Christianity is spirit to spirit in the new creature. If the new creature, I tell you the truth, charismatic church, for the most part, has never had actual fellowship.
1: Yeah, even most fellowship now, even in the glory stream,
2: must be is new creature. iniquity.
1: Because here's the thing. That's why a lot of God's doing a lot of separation, setting oh. apart and consecration this season. Not so much the get-togethers and the potlucks and the hanging out, and, because it's going to be worthless to you. Because until you go, woo, until you go up sapphire stones, like until you're going from, you know, point A to point B, Spirit Tree, from Malkut to Keter, until you do at least accomplish that first one, all of your Christian fellowship is going to be mixed with iniquity, and is unclean already, right now. All of you listening to me right now, unless you've already gone. Malkut Kedder and I'm—I know none of you at the sound of my voice right now have done that yet. So don't take that as an offense. Just understand this is my time to be set apart. I've got to consecrate my spirit. Once you have a full lightning circuit of an ephod going in your spirit, you can fellowship spirit to spirit.
2: Full lightning circuit of an ephod.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because that's the only fellowship there is. Otherwise, it's still mixtures of iniquity. That's when people come like, "Well, why can't can I be friends and close to, and this and that?" It's like you need to die to self. You need to consecrate that spirit because all you're bringing on autopilot is going to be mixture in different measurements with iniquity. And that's who I'm talking to right now. Yes, you, if you can hear my voice right now, if you've not accomplished Malkut Tikkatur in the spirit tree you have mixture of iniquity and that's not to condemn you. This is to show you the path that so you don't have to have that. You don't have to live like that. You can be consecrated and just forget about trying to find your but I need my friends and my glory name. That's fine. Let the angels bring you the people that you're yoked with at that time for your growth and no more. Don't go searching after friendships, relationships, getting personal ministry. Go up
2: and befriend the angels. Mm-hmm. God will add unto you.
1: If this company goes Malkut to Keter, at least minimum in the spirit tree, I mean, at least just get into the sun, there's a lot of grace, at least you'll be in righteousness. At least you'll be walking in, just like, baseline... Pioneers
2: are not lone rangers, Right, they're the friends
1: of God. The kind of friendship that you're going to be able to have, not just with each other... But with God and the angels, it is so fantastic. You are absolutely going to love it. There's nothing like it. It's going to completely change every aspect of your life in a glorious way. It's worth the cost of rising. So I would encourage you with that. Don't go looking after, oh, I need a prophetic word. I need personal ministry. If you're spending a large quantity of your time just on messenger and that's your fellowship, being it's not a bad thing to connect. Stay connected. But when you feel that urge, that, oh, I need, you know, when you, oh, I need to grab my phone and scroll. Oh, I need to check my messages. Oh, I need, that's your flesh. It says that the carnal mind is at war, at enmity with the spirit. So you're actually fighting your own progress every time you do that. What you need to do is when you feel that urge, oh, I need to connect with somebody. I need to scroll through my, if you feel the need to scroll, we've got social media for you. Go through and look at the memes on the Glory Life app. Go through the Magi School. Go through Red Letter Ministries' uh, Facebook group and post something that you're learning in righteousness. Interact in that way. Let that be satiated in that part of you, in your soul. And then put it down. And then what does God ask you to do? Has he asked eat, you to eat
2: until God comes out.
1: Yeah, eat until God comes up, And then go back to your feasting. Read the word of God.
2: Eating the Bible. Get some ac- eating the teaching. Mm-hmm. Eating the, the, the prophetic mm-hmm. preaching.
1: And then go spread your wings and fly. Get outside and get some exercise. Maybe go to the mall and walk around and spread the glory into souls. Uh, go for a nice drive. We'll clean your room. <laughs> some of you, clean your room. Maybe God's been uh, having his there angels. so much
2: glory in mm-hmm. cleaning.
1: Clean the house, clean the room. It's spring cleaning.
2: Clean your cars.
1: Prophetic cl- clean. Clean car. <laughs> I need to do that one.
0: <laughs> I need. I need
1: a little detail on my car. That'll be nice. But yeah, clean. That's a good one. I get that one. But uh, those are the kind of things you wanna. <laughs> instead of just sitting there planning and, um, uh, if you spend all your time in the planning phase for I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Let the Lord establish your plans and your path. And sometimes you just got to take action. Get out of your head. Toke the ghost. I got a 30-day challenge for you. Depending on what your addiction is right now. Uh, some of you, if you're addicted, I know somebody watches us who's addicted to vaping. If you're addicted to vaping,
2: holy ghost.
1: 30-day, take the 30-day challenge. Anytime you feel like you want to vape or smoke a cigarette, you smoke the Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, and I'm going to toke you. Oh,
2: man. The breaker (sighs) in the 30 days. It's so strong. It's so strong. Mighty.
1: Every time you feel like, I want you to throw away by faith right now your vape, all of your vaping products, all of your cigarettes, and if you have weed, marijuana, dump the alcohol alcohol down the drain. Breakthroughs. Throw the drug if you have any drugs God. maybe old prescription medicines you've been <laughs> holding on to, you keep in your counter in your counter whatever your case. Just in case
0: better.
1: Dump it out. Get rid of it. And I want you to do this instead. It's like, "Oh, well, I have pain in my body. It's medical marijuana. I don't care." Just yeah, Jehovah
2: wanna beats it every time. every time. Beats the crap out of it.
1: Now, and now if you have religious thoughts or tendencies, or you have a tendency to get angry at your family, or your spouse, or your coworkers, for the next 30 days, anytime you That's have a negative feeling, <laughs> instead of saying that thing that you're going to regret, the moment you, after you say it instead of speaking out of anger instead of acting out of lust anytime you feel an urge of lust anything that you have an addiction to that is unholy I want you this to be our reaction the ghost
2: to get 30 the day challenge to get the bad people out of your life too yeah. religious people and rebellious people so only the people that enjoy God be around you which are actually wonderful heavenly people that's usually how you sift the wheat from the tares <laughs> truth, anyhow.
1: Amen. All right, so 30-day challenge. Let's go. We're going to toke the ghost, and we're going to go higher.
2: Getting ready for Joel's bar tonight. All I did was toke the ghost, enjoy the worship music for like 10-15 minutes. I mean, it was bell ringer after bell ringer. You can always have a greater hit of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Bible says you'll have, if you ask from God, this is written in the Gospel of Luke, if you ask of God, And if your earthly parents know how to give you good gifts, how much more will your Father in Heaven give you more of the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit in Hebrew is ruach, which is breath. Which means you can't receive more of the Spirit unless you breathe Him in. Unless you inhale Him. Adam became a living soul by breathing in the Holy Spirit into his nostrils, which is snorting God. We are so Freaking religious guys. It's like we don't even understand how we're created or how to enjoy God. So instead of the glory and the holy smoke and freedom mm-hmm. and abundant life in the Garden of Eden, we're living in hell and mm-hmm. religion.
1: Maybe if you stop attacking <laughs> the breath of life and the sapphire stones which with which everything was God created.
2: I mean really are gonna have a much about.
1: better time. You're a much better time.
2: Genesis 15 17. <laughs> And it came to pass that the sun had gone down and the thick darkness had been in low a furnace of smoke mm. and a lamp of fire which had passed over between the pieces. And all he could see was smoke belching from the earth. <laughs> Genesis 15 and 19. Really getting hot boxed. I know this is the ramble word of God today because mm-hmm. in my apartment, God hotboxed my living room with smoke this week. <laughs> Shared it in the Minneapolis group. I know God wants you to toke the ghost and learn how to enjoy the smoke of His glory. Mm. And it's so beneficial that the Bible calls the glory the smoke of His presence.
0: Mm. So Don't
2: trust anyone that's not a smoker. Straight up. I tell you the truth, some of you are so bound up you can't even do it. You care what other people think, you won't do it around your spouse. You won't do it around your house. You're such a timid coward, you won't even do it around a mouse. Toke the ghost for the breakthrough.
1: Get just Amen. a little bit. I'm going to tell you something that it might uh, <laughs> be it a little right controversial. Do it the face
2: of the demon-possessed right. warlock of serious religion. I ain't scared of you, devil. In fact, this smoke is a divorce certificate. Piss off. I'm enjoying God from now on. I want you to be they a little
1: selfish about it. They followed the cloud
2: by day, which means they followed the smoke. Anyone that followed Jesus Christ in the Exodus followed mm-hmm. the smoke. It is written.
1: Amen. This might sound a little wrong, but I want you guys to be a little selfish about it this time around. Be a little more selfish about <laughs> it. What <laughs> for my, this, my true identity in Christ <laughs> and my <laughs> spirit... Yeah, <laughs> but well, what it might offend them. I don't want you to be a little selfish about it. I want Good you to be about your true rock self. Rock of offense. Rock. smoke
2: the rock. The rock of offense is God's name in the Bible, which means when you smoke the rock of offense, demon-spirited, self-righteous Pharisees get offended, and they mm-hmm. need to until they cry.
1: I want you to take the list of things that God has told you to do, and I want you to do them 100%, despite the complaints or negative comments or the eyebrow-raising looks that you're certainly going to get from friends or family. Now, if God has asked you to start eating regular meals healthily on a regular on a regular schedule but you're married to a religious demon that raises their eyebrows at uh, at you every time you go to eat a normal meal like a regular human being that's taking care of their health did because we God's, say
2: grace yet?
1: Did we Why are you eating?
2: Just smack him in the fast face. Fast every day. Just hit him in the head with I a, just you just get holy smoke.
1: Take another bite. You just you do what God cuz so many people and get destroyed. And
2: sick of these religious Pharisees everyone.
1: if If <laughs> God has asked you to fast a certain time, you do it despite whatever peer pressure of the family. If God has asked you, He wants you to eat a certain way for your health because your destiny is linked to a certain thing, you do that thing and you do whatever it takes to accomplish that. And literally, you should have, you should, What what is it, uh, how many fucks can I find in my garden about how many I could give to you right now? They just, they're not there. They're not, there. we don't have any of those, we're not currently growing any fucks in this garden. If I had some to give to you, I would, but unfortunately, I do not. So,
2: when you live a life in the holy smoke of the glory cloud, you don't, practice any rituals of human tradition y'all got traditions Mm -hmm. the bible says jesus christ read letters your traditions nullify the holy spirit from even working in your lives
1: so you're nullifying the power of god
2: when you live in the cloud of smoke there's no tradition a tradition free zone is a demon free zone The higher you go up, the less rituals, the less traditions, the more newness every single day of enjoying God in a greater way. Which means your interpretation of Scripture gets freer and freer. And you're not in your head, you're in the new creature. Which means you're much more like the angels when you say something that God agrees with. You actually can hear and feel the cherubim laughing! Uh Instead of sinners laughing at God, at the expense of the holy place your spirit man is enthroned in the heaven psalms 2 4, laughing in the holy smoke God wants to raise you up in the glory cloud who are these that ascend in the pillar of the glory smoke these are the obedient followers of Jesus that don't give two flying rat turds with anyone thinks around them they've served the holy ghost here's what the holy ghost is like More childlike than all the children of the earth combined. You can't even enter the cloud of the Holy Ghost until you're like a little child. What's a little child? Free from tradition. They have to learn it from their parents to get demon-possessed. But if you don't teach them your traditions of your human nature, they'll never get demon-possessed. They'll just go up in the glory. Amen.
1: Amen. And so your accuracy in hearing the word of God and hearing the voice of God that is what's going to give you the confidence to back up those decisions when you're face to face with those people who have known you, who have known who you used to be. You're becoming something completely oh, different now. So you might be wondering, well how do I get that confidence <laughs> without going into like rebellion or being aggress- overly aggressive, emotional, you know whatever? You don't want to go to the left or the right. This is how you do it. You get accurate. You take the time. You feast on the word and you build in secret. You just eat eat for your spirit, right? Eat right for your blood type. We've been learning at Joel's bar for how long now? You get strong in spirit when you have heard the word of God and now you know that's the voice of God. You have a clear instruction. Write it down. Put it in your phone notes because it's human nature to forget. Now you've got exactly what God has asked you to do and you've got it down, and God has confirmed His Word to you with signs and wonders, with witness, with confirmation, that's when you have authority, power, and confidence against those friends or family members who might not have that revelation. They might not have the vision for what God wants to do in your life. They might have you in a box, right? Family, oh, that's just... That's just Jerry. He just he always does that. We just oh you know, little Jerry, what are you thinking doing that? Ha ha you know. If you want to break out of those family roles and structures, you've got to hear the voice of God, and when God gives you instruction, you do it and you back that a hundred percent and you maintain your confidence because it's the word of God and not your word. That is when God backs you up with angelic power. And that way, no matter what they say or come against you in any way, whether they understand or not, as you rise <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, as you rise on sapphire stones, it forces that flood upon their skulls, and what it does is it becomes a blessing that has the potential to raise them up. But in the beginning, you're probably going to have, you know, big button heads with a lot of skulls, because not a lot of people have risen. You go up. You do it and whatever price you have to pay, you do it. That's gonna pay back dividends when you see family, friends in the future who will be rising up with you. And and so it's not love to come down to make to meet their expectations. It's your love to say nope.
2: You don't come down to please the reasoning. Right. That's backsliding.
1: If you're a man pleaser,
2: (laughs) you can't be a God pleaser. Choose this day whom you serve, God or man. You can't serve both, it is written. And so we don't please the senses or the reasoning, we please the Holy Ghost. When you're pleased in the Holy Ghost, you always grow. Where you go? Higher, up to the Father. The Holy Spirit will send you I will send the Holy Spirit and he will lead you to me. John 14. Which means, are you led into cosmic Christ? Why? Because he ascended into the cosmos, Acts 1. Are you just going around laterally? Which means there's no Holy Spirit leadership in your life. You're a sinner. What's the difference between a sinner and a saint? A saint follows the Holy Spirit. Where? Upward daily. Pick up your cross and follow me where? Zion. Mount Zion into the cosmos and learn how to maintain the elevation by not pleasing any other spirit. Pleasing the Holy Spirit is the resurrection. Disciples of the Holy Spirit have learned to be God-pleasers. They've learned the freedom in the glory and have become the sons, First Peter 1. The glorious freedom of the sons of God. So it's not a freedom of rebellion, although obeying the Spirit is rebelling against Satan yep. and soulishness the carnal mind, you must rebel against carnal reasoning and the five senses until they're fully exercised by the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you'll never be a disciple and you're a failure in life. A failure in life is not conquering your natural senses, the soulishness of your natural man. This is what this time on earth is for. The time on earth is to be successful as a spirit being. Whatever it takes to conquer the soulishness, the reasoning, the senses, false education, the all the wisdom of the world, the religion that pretends to be Jesus, all that nonsense is what makes you more than conquerors. You're conquering demonic systems that are set up purposely by intelligent demons to stop you from growing and conquering as a spirit being in this life.
1: Amen. And when you hear when you hear our voices and you might say you might find yourself oh yeah I agree with that not my hand not my not by my head not my hand not my own works I'm growing my spirit I'm being spiritual to those viewers I would say beware of the Gnostic demon because you might agree with all these things that you've heard us say so far but in that secret hidden darkness within the self nature that is so difficult for us to perceive until the light of God's righteousness shines upon it, we might say, Oh, well, I'm not doing my own works, my head and hands, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not doing all that in the natural realm. I only work in the spirit. When you get into that Gnostic tendency, and it's a spectrum, it could be more or less severe in Gnosticism, But that's when you're forsaking the works of the Father. So there should always be progress made in the natural dimension. Being spirit-led means simply this. You do the works of the Father. You do it in the natural realm. So if you have only spiritual invisible realm works and zero natural realm works or progression, and there might be a time, a season to be torn down and then build back up, that's fine. But there has to be something in the external Realm, evidenced in your life of your progression, things are changing. You have works that the Father has prepared for you ahead of time. That is how you can avoid going into the black sun through that subtlety of Gnostic demons that would say you don't have to do any works because not my head, not my hand. While it's true, what it does is it takes that truth and it twists it to get you to go to the other side. Because remember, not to the left, not to the right. So if you how do we, if you've taken the master class and you understand, do you, do you remember the question on this one? How do we overcome the black sun? By doing the works of the father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how you do it. So, not to the left, not to the right, just straight, narrow path. Invisible works and visible works, but not those that are conceived of human will and desire, but of your father's will, of his desire, which is that lightning flashing from the crown of Keter. In the most high place, the most high heavens of God the Father, coming down the lightning path on sapphire stones until it reaches your spirit. Brought to you by angels and that spirit, it witnesses with the spirit inside of you and brings to your mind the understanding of how you can carry out those works. And that is what pleases your father and how you walk with him in the Ruah of the day.
2: The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and those who know their God shall do mighty exploits, knowing their God is union with the Father. Jesus said, I'm only doing what I'm seeing my Father doing, because He lived in constant union with His above body. I'm an above body, I'm from above, you're from below, which means my above body is the union with God. And what I see there in my above body, which means your celestial body has eyes. Because he saw his Father in the celestial body. That's written in the Word. What I see my Father doing, that's what I'm doing. If we don't have our eyes open in our celestial body, we are not even capable of doing the works of the Father. Until then, we need a circumcision of heart and mind. We need to be like the disciples under Jesus, who is an apostle, for years... Just like the Bible prescribes, until they know how to see God. How can you do the works of God if you don't see God? The truth is, you can't.
1: Yeah, you're just like Neo in the Matrix at that they point. They called it
2: blind leading the blind, which was all death. All their <laughs> Christian works, all their Jewish works were death. Jesus said that in the scripture. But the ones who saw did the works of life that Jesus called the works of his father.
1: Amen. And yeah, it really is. Until you can see with your invisible eyes, you're really just like Neo in the Matrix. You could you could say that the Technion gift of prophetic sight that most Christians in charismatic church have, it's like when he was a hacker and he would get messages, he would get hints. On his computer screen, they would tell him from the other side, Trinity would be messaging him, or he'd get something from Morpheus, right? All this stuff. That was his seeing, but we know he wasn't really seeing with his actual eyes, right? He was still living in the matrix. It's not until you go up the ladder, they pull you out of the system, you realize what your true body is. He said, oh, why do my eyes hurt? It's hard to see. It, what? Because you've literally never used your never eyes. Never used them before. That's right. Those are the actual eyes. That's the difference between you being a spirit being with a body with eyes that see, And using a prophetic gift of sight. And it only happens when you go up sapphire stones.
2: The the new creature's eyes are flashing fire. Revelation 1, you're born of Jesus. Jesus is your father, everlasting father, prince of peace, wonderful counselor. Isaiah says, that's Jesus Christ. So you are his seed, his offspring, and his eyes flash with fire. Revelation 1. Now, here's the issue. Your eyes are flashing fire are in your bellies. And they have to come up through all of the human being, through obedience to the Holy Ghost, who's raising the new creature until it comes out your eyes. You won't overcome the eyes of the natural realm until you're constantly reliant on the eyes of the new creature. Then your natural eyes are synchronized with your spiritual eyes. That's what maturity is. Maturity is your inner man built up through your outer man and outpouring. When those two are synchronized, woo, you're like a king in Israel. You're like a mighty champion. You are a weos mature son of God when your inner man has caught up to the size and stature of your outer man, outer man possesses it, and has all the ability of the angel with the body on it. Because every step of the way, the outer man is yielding to the inner man and learning some angelic abilities.
1: Angelic plants. Angelic plants in the Garden of Righteousness, where zero fucks are grown. Anyway. Plants, for your celestial wisdom, plants that bear seed, represent, mystically, the ophanim, the angels, those things that support the world, that provide spiritual food. Spirits are trees. Not just mankind, it was the spirit... In a man that appeared as a tree. It was that spirit, their height, their stature, and the spirit. I see all men as trees. Oh, wrong dimension. But what is the grass, then? The grass that is burned in the fire, consumed by the fire of the glory. That represents the fallen angels. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Plantings in the garden, understanding... The celestial, the cosmic garden that you're participating in as a plantling, a little, a little foundling God. in the in the garden of righteousness. A
2: million grogues.
1: Oh, hallelujah! Okay.
2: Little taken back Mandalore too.
1: Taken back Mandalore Ministries. All right. Emerald waters. Mm. With the mythosaur mythosaur is real. <laughs> in the great forge for your soul's Restoring to be the great up with christ
2: in your spirit.
1: For the restoration of the, the great forge.
2: Amen. The Amen. rewards are not really seen in the realm of the natural until the brain is burned mm-hmm. in the spirit. And not just the generic spirit, but the word of God obeyed and acted upon in the spirit. So it's not just about being a spirit. You can do that in the occult. Being spiritual is You can do that with any God, because all gods are spirits, the Bible says. The difference is, in the Holy Ghost, you get the Word in seed form that conquers parts of your spirit. Everyone's spirit has different light in it, different ability in it, different color in it, different character qualities of God the Father's natures and names in it, until the spirit man is built up and big enough to manifest all God's attributes that's what a manifesting son of God is true maturity is the word of God working in your spirit and your spirit man yielded like a garden to the plow so mostly what you have I'd say in the first 17 years of glory Christianity just like Paul and everyone else that really became great in the glory they had about 17 15 25 years where their garden of their spirit was set apart to be totally plowed by the ox of God. And every part of the spirit repopulated with God's Word, God's seed, to grow the third heaven inside your spirit. A lot of times people think, well, the spirit's just in my belly. Your spirit's also in the spirit of your mind. It's just an area where there's no good seed growing and so you're just totally carnally minded. But you get the spirit of your mind plowed and the Word of God goes right into the Spirit like soil inside your brain, head to toes, your soil. The soil is not just the belly. The soil is the Spirit that's like a being of light, but it's not always true light. It becomes true light by receiving the seed of the Word of God. True light came in the world, which is the Word made flesh, which is the fruitfulness of the Word through the Spirit of Jesus, the Messiah so your spirit is learning how to be tilled receive the word and have the fruitfulness of true light true light completely plows false light in fact all human beings in a human stature in a human status are in false light false light is the light that causes you to animate on the surface of the earth as human beings so if you're born of flesh you're born of false light Now you must be born again of what? True light. What's the true light? The Word of God, the Gospel, that came into your spirit, regenerated it. Now it needs to repopulate your whole spirit from the top of your head to the soles of your feet with God's Word so your whole spirit man becomes true light. When your whole spirit man is true light, that's the transfiguration of your spirit. Now your soul is completely following God, the Word, the King Of kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 19 is what? The Word of God. Now your whole soul is following the Word of God. When your soul follows the Word of God, it goes right through your body, which becomes the temple of the Word of God. A temple of true light is a temple of the kingdom of heaven. Everyone's a temple of something, but you'll find through constant warfare, they're temples of false light. The human being is entirely false light true light is kingdom glory through the word that has gone through the process of the threshing of the soil of the spirit head to toes you notice when you bring the plow into the mind there's usually offense. why because what's grown in your minds through greek knowledge is tons of satanic pride tons and tons of the fruit of the devil That's why their ears are stopped up, their eyes are stopped up, I can't listen to this and turn this on, I'll fight this, fight, fight, fight against the Holy Spirit, fight against the Spirit of Truth, because all the fruit growing in their spirit as soil is lies. Even religion. Lots of religion, lots of opinionation, lots of human stuff going on. It all has to be threshed. That's what your time of sanctification is. The time of sanctification is the threshing of your spirit to receive word, and when the word comes into the soil of your spirit, it gives light. As it's written in Psalms, the entrance of the word gives light. That's true light that only comes from the seed when the soil is threshed. Most important thing, thresh the soil of your spirit head to toes for fresh daily bread for God's word to come in. Then you'll be fresh and vibrant every day, fully energized to do God's will. Amen.
1: Amen. And when we come to that place of the threshing, like when they were transporting the ark that we just read about uh, yesterday in our passage with King David, when they came to the place of the threshing, Hmm. what happened? The man touched the ark, who was not consecrated. And it angered God, and he killed him. So when you come to that place of threshing, don't touch the ark. Don't be so comfortable to touch the ark of his holiness. Don't be so you're comfortable, casual, with the things of God. So when it comes the time to thresh, and you feel so casual and comfortable and laid back, this almighty, all-powerful God, to touch the ark. It could kill you. David was angry with God when that happened. But what was that opening of the the south gate that was given to the guard of the temple, Obed-Edom? The ark was brought into his house as a faithful guard a temple guard, a respect for the things of God, enjoying the freedom, the wild dancing of David, right? But when it comes to the threshing, you don't touch the sacred thing. Allow him to thresh you instead of being so casual, so comfortable, I can just reach out and touch the ark of his holiness. He is the Lord God. He changes not. So in our accuracy and our love and obedience, our respect for God right, the gates how many gates of the respect for heaven to be opened up for us within us where everything is right and just and true, not just wildly going off in one direction and we can just be so comfortable with God and disrespect him and not so uptight and religious and Right, So one on the one hand Uziah Uzziah who was so comfortable, casual what he, he was in good standing with the king David. everybody knew him. he was trans he was part of this important thing, so comfortable that when it came to the threshing he felt that he could touch the sacred thing of God with unconsecrated flesh. no that will kill you that will kill your destiny. But on the other hand, after the celebration, after the ark is brought back out from Obed-Edom, back into Jerusalem, and David is wildly dancing in his loincloth, on the other side, we see uh, Saul's daughter, who, it it wasn't even really about what she said it was about to him. It wasn't really about him dancing in a loincloth and all the, the women. It wasn't even about that. What did it say when she saw him? She despised him in her heart. She wasn't really jealous when it came to his people giving him attention. That's not what it was. That was a lie. She despised David in her heart. She was of the seed line of Saul. When she saw how happy he was, rejoicing in the anointing of God, he was favored by God. And she despised him for that because why? She was of a different seed line. So that religious spirit has to be threshed out. And that so comfortable, everybody knows me, I'm in a drunken glory, I can just touch the holy things of God, must be threshed out. Because neither one of them went on to bear any more fruit or a seed line. It ended with them. There was no more generations coming from them. There was no more opportunity for them to be fruitful in the life that had been given to them by God. And what is fruitfulness? I'll tell you this. As a tree planted in the ground in Malku. When your tree rises to the level of Yasad, which is the moon, that is considered celestial, cosmic. Fruitfulness, And how do you get that to bear fruit in the mind? You must rise in your spirit by growth. Not just jumping up, shooting up, and dying. But steady, constant growth. Where is the seed? That tree, when it becomes fruitful, when you stand on the moon. Inside that fruit is seed. Bearing the likeness of its own kind. Uncreated light. If that seed that you received is uncreated light, The word of God himself. He bears fruit within you. After his own kind. Which is uncreated light. And when that tree grows up. Out of your belly. Through your heart. Threshing the heart. Threshing the mind. You will bear fruit in a fruitful mind. The mind of Christ. That fourth mind. That rainbow Shekinah. Glory. The peaceful mind the consecrated mind, the thoughts and the will and the emotions of God himself, his rest.
2: Amen. When the tree goes up, think about it. When the tree rises up, your spirit man goes up. It spreads out and it can absorb more of the Father's light. The canopy goes up for the leaves of the tree to be the healing of the nations. Why? Because you've gone up to receive the Father's light that comes down. James says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father's light. So the Father's light is absorbed in the leaves of your tree, which means your spirit man has gone up to absorb tons of God's light, that uncreated light, that uncreated Shekinah. And because of that, you become the covering over the earth. And that's how you'll rule and reign over the earth for a thousand years, by going up and absorbing more and more of the Father's light into your tree and covering every part down below of all humanity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. I want to challenge you if you're listening tonight to become tithers with Red Letter Ministries. And we're in the order of Melchizedek, which means Melchizedek received the tithes. Therefore, this scripture is the rhema word of God. Malachi 3.8 Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, In what way have we robbed God? In tithes, and offerings you have withheld. The withheld there is the same exact word for Ananias and Sapphira. They were withholders. Robbing God in the new covenant caused the death of Ananias and Sapphira in the Church of Acts. It's serious, guys. Malachi 3:10, bring all the tithes, the tenth of your income, into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of angel armies. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing until there is no more room to receive it. Amen. Bless you guys. I just got to show you, we just released brand new springtime Garden of Eden fragrance from BB Luxury Perfumes. Love Apple and Spice Love Apple. It's green apple with ambergris, and the spice version has sandalwood, saffron, and uh, some other spices mixed in with it. Absolutely delicious, and the stuff is angelically anointed. The inspiration came directly out of the Garden of Eden. Some of you It'll be helpful just to have this oil in your house to fragrance your house. And Jesus actually said in Matthew that when you fast, spray perfume on your heads. Spraying perfume on your heads is a scripture in the Bible. And God has inspired me to create perfumes out of the inspiration of heaven to bless your lives. Check it out, bbluxuryperfumes.com.